Hi there and welcome in this episode where I'll talk about how to deal with a team member that is not willing to change or how to deal with a negative co-worker. Many organizations are in transformation and they want to go fast because we live in fast times and so everyone wants to be agile and go fast. And it's pretty easy to make good plans and budgets But then what we see is that the implementation can be really hard. Some people might resist the change, especially if they have to work on automating their own job, for instance. Because today we have to automate a lot of things and not so that jobs simply disappear, but often we automate what can be automated because then we can really pay more attention to the experience and to our human side. So often automating things doesn't mean necessarily that jobs will disappear. Well, maybe some roles will disappear, but new jobs will be created and new roles will appear. But then still, some people might resist. And sometimes it's one person and sometimes it's a whole group of people. So how do you deal with this? That's what we'll talk about in this episode. I'm Muriel, CEO, mum and educator. I used to work really hard and sacrificed important things to me until I lost my motivation. Fast forward, past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and I found a way to reach great results while working less. Today, I'm obsessed with helping other leaders build meaningful lives. So each week, I'll be sharing inspiration to change your life and organization. This is Rebel Leader with a Heart. So when I was transforming my educational company from a folio or paper one towards a digital organization, I faced a lot of resistance as well. And I'm going to give you two examples where I had the most resistance. The first one was when we had to change or when we decided to change from the waterfall developments in IT, so meaning that... In IT, in the past, when you wanted to build something, you would make a list of requirements. You would make, in fact, detailed plans of everything that needed to be built. And only when the plans were ready, then you would start building it. But unfortunately, in these fast-changing digital times, we noticed that making detailed budget wasn't working anymore. We stayed for too long in the planning phase or when we delivered something the market had changed and it wasn't anymore in line with what a customer needed. So we decided to change from the waterfall developments to working agile. But that led to a lot of resistance first because there there were discussions about the quality of the work. A lot of people have the feeling that working agile is decreasing the quality. Another resistance that we faced was that some publishing people were refusing to develop online products because the market was very small and it was really hard to develop them in the beginning. Because in the beginning, we didn't have the right tools to develop the online products. And it was true that almost no school were using these online products. So in the beginning, motivating everyone to make this effort to develop online products 
for the future, while today nobody really asked for them, was really hard as, as well in the beginning. And I'm sure you're facing a lot of resistance in your organization as well. I interviewed a lot of senior managers and asked them what their biggest challenge was in their transformation. And the number one challenge was aligning everyone behind a vision or decreasing the resistance to change. So first, why do people resist change? And I think there are several reasons. And sometimes the reason can be a very valid reason. So the reasons why people might resist change is that they are afraid that the change will not be positive for the organization, for their team, or for themselves. Or they might be afraid that they're not able to handle it. Or some people, they are just so used to fight to be right that they're just resisting the change just for the sake of being right. Other people are afraid of losing power, status, or even job security. If you're working out on automating your own job, of course you are afraid of losing your job. Then other people don't see the benefits or the why they need to transform. And then, of course, you also just have the fear of the unknown. So these are reasons why people resist the change. And that's why I want you When you feel like somebody is angry, resisting, or not productive, or not doing what you asked or what you agreed, I want you to think about these reasons why they are resisting and to respond instead of react. So what do I mean by that? Imagine now that somebody is really angry or doesn't feel respected. This happens a lot when you are transforming. Because maybe what you did in the past was really great. It was great and it brought you where you are today. It contributed to having a great organization. It contributed to the success of the organization. And today you're working really hard with still those habits, but you're not valued anymore because today It's not the same. You don't need the same habits and the same business techniques that brought you where you are today for the future. So you have to change your habits. You have to change your techniques. You have to change the way you work if you want to be successful in the future. And so a lot of people might be resigned or angry because they don't feel valued anymore for things that they've always done and they were valued for that in the past. And when I say respond instead of react, react is, for instance, if somebody gets angry at you and shouts at you, is that you react on what a person is saying or on the emotion of that person. But responding is really thinking about what do you want to achieve from this conversation. And in this case, what we want is that we want a great implementation. We want everyone behind our vision, our plans and behind the implementation. So that's what you want. Then notice what the reaction is of the person and what the need is of that person. And responding is in fact thinking about what you want to achieve and what that person needs and then act in function of that. 
Well, reacting is simply reacting on what a person is saying at that moment or on the emotion of that person. So, for instance, if somebody is angry because he doesn't feel valued and he's shouting at you, maybe you can simply first listen to that person and then showing that person that you care and that you value him or her and then only then ask them that, yeah, but this is what we need from you now. That is responding instead of reacting. Reacting would be to shout at that person as well. And then it escalates and it leads to nothing. So everything that I will explain now will be to help you respond to a person instead of react. So the first thing that I want you to do is, and that's always the case, listen and show that you care. Because the mood of that person can shift then from I can't handle this or I'm afraid or I'm not able to cope with this towards it's going to be okay. So the first step is always to listen and to show that you care. And of course, if somebody is really angry and shouting at you, you might not be able to do that on the spot, you might just say, okay, we're going to calm down and then we're going to set a date and I'm going to listen to you, but not now because we both need to calm down. Then the second step is I want you to explain why you are changing because it might not be obvious to everyone why you are changing and not explaining it once or twice, but you will have to constantly remind everyone why you are changing and why the good old days are simply good old days, but you cannot go back to that. The third one is inspire with stories of transformation. Because Telling stories is talking directly to the limbic brain of the person. But if you're simply stating facts, you'll talk to the neocortex or the rational brain. And that's not what will trigger new behaviors, because that's not where behaviors are situated in your brain. But if you are telling a story of a transformation, a story of another organization that transformed, that will help people to take action and to transform as well. Then create a safe environment because, of course, transforming means adapting. Adapting means learning new skills and learning new skills means making mistakes because you're not good at that skill yet. And if you are in a team or in an organization where mistakes are punished or are not viewed as something that is okay, then people will avoid making mistakes at all costs and they will not try new things and they will not transform and they will not implement your new plans the best they can. And also create a safe environment where transparency is okay because maybe they have a valid reason why they don't want to implement this plan and you have to listen to that reason. And then a big mistake that I often see in organization and that I've made myself when I was transforming my organization, sometimes you have influential, influential people in your organization who are resisting the change and who are negative. 
and they're trying to get other people behind them. But then you try to convince these people to be positive and to go behind your plans and to follow your vision. But it doesn't work immediately or sometimes it doesn't work at all. And in fact, what's happening is that you're focusing way too much on the negative people because you're going to talk to the negative people and there where your attention goes, that will grow. So the more attention you give to the negative people and the negative behaviors, the more that group will grow because in fact, you're rewarding them with your attention. So what you should do instead is focus on the positive people and that group will grow. Focus on the positive people, listen once to the negative people. And then because this positive group will grow, the negative group will start feeling isolated and they will jump on the boat of the other group that is growing and growing because nobody wants to be excluded or feel isolated. I'm interrupting my own podcast to let you know that we've developed a great guide called The 10 Mistakes When Trying to Change Behaviors. This guide is really useful if you want to change your habits, if you want to change someone else's behaviors, or if you want less resistance to change. I explain 10 mistakes and what you can do instead. To grab this free guide, just go to the show notes of this episode on rebelleaderwithaheart.com. So let's go back to our episodes. What I also believe is that people are not against change. They are against being changed. And so involve as much people as possible in the transformation. Of course, if you, with your management team or with a small group, you decide this is what's going to happen and then you announce it to the whole organization and expect everyone to simply follow you, that doesn't work well anymore. You will get a lot of resistance. It might be quick in the decision making, of course, but then the implementation will be really, really hard. Instead, if you make the decisions and involve as much people as possible, and there are a lot of ways for co-creating or for making these decisions together, well, then the implementation will be much quicker. So the process to come to a decision will probably be much slower but the implementation will be so much quicker. And at the end, you will be faster than when you make the decisions with a small group and then communicate it to the rest of the organization. And I want to give you an example of this. In uh, my transformation, especially when we move towards empowering the people much more and transforming the organization, in the beginning, we had quite some heavy discussions with the trade unions. And a big reason that we were having these discussions, I felt, was because the trade union was losing status and power. In traditional organizations, the trade unions often have a big role to play and a lot of power and status because people go to them if they want to say something to the management and then the trade union says it to the management. But now with 
empowerment growing, their role was changing and they were losing power and status. And I felt this and it was it wasn't easy for them because they enjoyed, of course, this privilege of being able to say things that directly to the management team and to be like uh, a middle person between the employees and the management team. And so in the beginning, our trade union was resisting a lot of the things that we were setting in place. And so what I did, for instance, is that I would involve them. And I involved them, for instance, in the communication, because they were always complaining that our communication wasn't good. And so I told them, you know what, we're, you're going to make the communication and help us with the communication and we check it. And by doing that, they not only realized that it wasn't easy to communicate well and to think of everything, especially when you have to still respect the privacy of some people and you cannot communicate everything. And secondly, they were really involved in this whole transformation and they got a lot of power back. So involve people as much as possible in the transformation and you will have less resistance. Then another step is to work on the mood of your team. I often say that average organizations, they have meetings around tasks or every organization has meetings around tasks and projects. But then you have the better organizations, they have also meetings around processes. What went well? What should we improve? So that the processes are constantly up to date. But excellent organizations, they also have meetings or activities organized around the mood of your team. So having fun, not working too hard, celebrating wins, even small ones, are very important things to change the mood of your organization. Because if the mood is bad, if the mood is resentment and resignation, you can dance on your head or you can do whatever you want. It will be very difficult to get things done. So when the mood is bad, work on the mood of your team first. Don't try to come up with rational things, with facts. Just do something nice. Everyone feels great again. Have fun. Remember also that you're not on this planet to cross off items from your to-do list. We are on this planet to be happy and successful. So have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. And then if the resistance is linked to uncertainty, to the fear of the unknown, be sure to check my previous episode where I talk about how you can reassure people in times of uncertainties. So what were the steps to deal with a team member or with a team or, or with a group that is not willing to change? Well, these are the steps so that you can respond instead of react. So first, listen and show that you care. Explain why you are transforming. Inspire with stories of transformation instead of simply stating facts. Create a safe environment. Focus on the positive people because that group will then grow. Involve people as much as possible and work on the mood of your team by having fun. 
Now, in my next episode, I'll talk about a subject that's not so nice. Imagine now that you quit your job or you got fired. What can you do next? How should you handle this? And I think this is really important for you. But also, if you know somebody that quit their job or got fired, it might be interesting also to know what you can do to help that person. Okay, if you want to receive this episode automatically, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and also subscribe if you want to have a meaningful life or a meaningful organization. Yeah, you finished another episode of Rebel Leader with a Heart. If you want more, go to rebelleaderwithaheart.com for show notes and past episodes. If you love the show, subscribe, leave a review and share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week, you rebel leader with a heart. Hello there. How adapted are you to the fast and busy times? Before diving into this subject, let me ask you a question. Do you see yourself working like this until you retire? If yes, congrats, you probably find a way to thrive in today's fast and busy times. But if your answer is no, don't worry, because this five-minute quiz on how adapted are you to the fast and busy times might help you. Because if you're still working with the slower time habits and mindset, you might end up working really hard for too little impact. This quiz will show you how adapted you are to today's crazy fast times and it'll give you your score on the five principles you need to master to better navigate your heavy workload while still having a life. So go to keyleader.com slash fast times to start the quiz. Maybe it's time to kickstart your slower and more impactful life. keyleader.com slash fast times qileader.com slash fast times now let's dive into today's podcast episode